In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Holy 50 Days, and today the Gospel was from John chapter 14. And before we dig into the passage for today, I want to provide some important context for the Gospel. At the end of John chapter 13, the Lord, He washed the feet of the disciples and reminded them of His crucifixion. And He told them, Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. And so then a little later, St. Uh, Peter responds, Lord, where are you going? And the Lord tells St. Peter, where I am going, you cannot follow me. You cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. So St. Peter said, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. And then you know what happened. After the Lord said, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall crow till you have denied me three times. So after the Lord told St. Peter that you will deny me three times, you can imagine that the disciples were sitting there wondering, Oh, oh man, if St. Peter, the leader of us, is going to deny you, Lord, what am I going to do? And so they must have been terribly worried and ter terribly scared of what was going to happen. So that's why the first verse of the Gospel today, our Lord, He tries to, to like comfort the disciples. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in Me. And because the Lord told St. Peter specifically, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. The other disciples were sitting there probably thinking to themselves, Lord, what about me? Is there, is there a place for me? I want to follow you. So that's why the Lord said, in my Father's house are many mansions, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. It was as if the Lord was telling them, Don't worry, what I promised to St. Peter, I promise also to you. And St. Cyril, he says, He was teaching them that heaven is wide enough for all, and that the world he has created needs no enlargement at all to make it capable of containing those who love him. We will all have seats in heaven next to the great saints of the church. In heaven there are many mansions. After this, the Lord said, I go to prepare this place for you, and where I go you know, and the way you know. And we have to love the gospel because the gospel doesn't like sugarcoat things. It doesn't like, it puts in even the most inconvenient details. So after, after the Lord said this, I love the response of St. Thomas. He goes, actually Lord, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. This, this went like right above my head. And so then the Lord, after St. Thomas asked him this question, he said to him, I am the way 
the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And today I want to share with you some meditations on this beautiful verse. The first part of the verse, the Lord, He says, I am the way. I am the way. What does the way mean? The way is the way out of tribulation. He is the way out of bondage. He is the way out of sin. The other day we were reading a passage from Luke chapter 8 where it describes Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene is someone described as someone who was plagued with seven demons. Seven demons. And one Western church father, he said that these seven demons are all vices. Seven being like the perfect number. So imagine now she had seven, like she was the fullness of evil. The fullness of evil. Perfect in her sin. She had all the vices. And the father said there's seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins are pride, envy, gluttony, greed, lust, sloth, wrath. A good list. Everyone keep this list and bring it to confession. Pride, envy, gluttony, greed, lust, sloth, wrath. And so, St. Mary Magdalene, she had all of these things, perfect in her sin. And she was plagued by the demons. And we all are plagued by the demons. And we all have some of these sins in our, in our life. But the Lord is the way out. The Lord is the way out. He converted and transformed this woman who had seven demons. There's no cure for this. There's no pill. There is no doctor. There is no one who could fix this issue that Mary Magdalene had. But the Lord chose her and made her to be the first witness of the resurrection. And what we call her the apostle of the apostles. The first to preach the resurrection, even to the apostles. This is what Jesus offers us. He offers us a way out. He offers us a different way. I was thinking about when the Israelites were in slavery in Egypt. And Pharaoh's grip on them was so tight. They had no way out. And Israel needed ten plagues. But sent home after one. No, they needed ten. Because Pharaoh was like holding them so tight. But God made a way for them, a way they had never seen before. That's why I love what we chant in the Tezbaha. With the split, the waters split. And the very deep, this is Khanushot, the very deep became a walkway. The very deep, the way that you couldn't even imagine, became a walkway for them. And then the second verse after that says, A hidden earth was shown upon by the, the sun, and the untrodden road was walked upon. The untrodden road. This was a way no one could ever imagine. This was a new way out. Jesus gives us a new way out. He gives us a new way out of our addictions. He gives us a new way out from all of the seven deadly sins that we mentioned. And without this way, without this way out, we would be lost. We would be going the wrong way. Jesus is the, the right way. Jesus is the way out of bondage and sin. He is the way to the promised land. He is the way to the Father. He is the only way to heaven. He's the way out and He's the way in. 
He's the way in. That's why I love when St. Peter, he was speaking before the Sanhedrin, and he said, There is no salvation in any other, and there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other way. No other way. Jesus is the only way. And the Lord paved this way. That's why he said he went to go prepare a place for us. When the Lord said, I'm going to prepare a place for us, it doesn't mean that he is going to go to heaven and build a place and do and clean it or to get... No. It doesn't mean prepare, like I prepare you a meal and I ruha haddar a'atta. That's not what the Lord is doing when He said, I'm going to prepare a way. Actually, let's listen to what St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the... The world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. So the place was prepared when? From the foundation of the world. The place is already ready. The place was already... We were predestined to be in this place. It's already there. So when Christ is saying, I'm coming to prepare a place for you, or I'm going to prepare a place for you, He is preparing us to be accepted by the Father. St. Augustine, he says something nice. He says, prepare, Lord, what you are preparing for. For you are preparing us for yourself and yourself for us. The Lord prepared us and prepared the Father through His priestly sacrifice on the cross, through His resurrection, through His ascension, through His sitting at the right hand of God. You can't. And I'm like, Smaudi, you can't get into Costco without the membership card. And you cannot get into heaven without being a member in Christ. You cannot. It's not possible. You can't get in. And this is what St. Paul was speaking about in the Pauline of today. The Pauline epistle of today said, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. That was the Pauline today. That Christ has made a new and living way, which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh. By His flesh, by going and ascending to the Father, now He's made a new way, so now we can just follow the way. So when Christ goes before the Father, we say, Father, hey, we're with the Son. Hey, you know the Son? We're in Him. And then the Father accepts us because we are in, in the Son. This is the new and living way. The new and living way, the new and living way is a narrow way. Is a narrow way. It's a narrow way. That's why our Lord said, enter by the narrow gate. Wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Today we want to choose. 
Jesus, the only way we want to choose the narrow way, to choose the narrow gate. That's why the Psalms are so beautiful. The Psalms tell us, you will show me the path of life. Dear Lord, teach me the way. Another Psalm, teach me your way, O Lord, I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. We want to ask the Lord to teach us to choose the narrow way. Anytime you have a choice between this and this and this and this, what to do, I can go here, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. I, can, I have choices. Choose the narrow one. Choose the narrow gate. When you have choices of entertainment, choose the narrow gate. When you have options to eat, choose the narrow gate. Choose the narrow way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. Truth. Truth is the basis for all knowledge. Truth is the basis for all knowledge. Without truth, there is no knowledge. And so that's why Jesus, if He is the truth, He is the source of knowledge. He is the source of wisdom. Maybe that's why we call Him the Logos. He is the source of reason. Unfortunately, our society believes that truth is a relative thing. You believe what's right for you. I believe what's right for me. And we be good, kiddo. And I was reading something today, like there's many analogies. Maybe you've heard of the elephant and everyone, no? Anybody know about the elephant? No? I read another one today that was very interesting. It said, truth is like... Like, imagine we are bees, and we are, like, there's stained glass. And so, stained glass has many different colors of glass. And we are bees, and we are flying on this stained glass. So each bee is seeing something from, like, a, a different perspective. So, like, one bee could see something here, and the colors are different, and this bee is seeing something from this. And so, every bee is seeing something different. It's true to each bee. Each bee is seeing something and so a lot of the like, people of this time, they say this is a nice explanation of how we can have many truths. The problem is, is that, and this is the same thing that's like the same issue with the elephant analogy too, if you're familiar with the elephant, is that there is something true behind the stained glass. And just because you're seeing it from the stained glass, that's not true. That is a distortion. That glass is distorting the image that you are seeing. So there is something true behind the glass. And if you uncovered the glass, you would see the truth. So this idea that everyone can believe their own truth, it's fine. And, then, and every time I meet, I say, you can choose what you want to believe. And that's good. And God. But you should think about there is only one truth. And it is absolute True is true whether you believe it or not. Like gravity is no less gravity because you don't believe in it. God is no less God because you choose not to believe in Him. God is there. If you believe in Him, great. If you don't, not good for you. Truth is division. Truth is division. And that's why... St. Paul will tell his disciple, St. Timothy, you will divide them by the truth. Divide them by the truth. The truth has the way to separate people. The truth separates the sheep from the goats. The truth is sometimes inconvenient. 
Like even like our Lord, he said to Pilate, I am a king and I testify the truth and everyone on, my, on this side listens to me. The truth was inconvenient to Pontius Pilate, the truth was inconvenient to Caiaphas, the truth was inconvenient to a lot of people. Sometimes truth can be inconvenient. But if we follow the truth, truth gives us true freedom. Truth gives us free. The sons, truth makes us free. And that's why we should follow the truth. And we should investigate. We should say the truth about ourselves. That's why we confess our sins. We say the truth about ourselves. The last thing is that Jesus is life. Jesus is life. And the Christian now, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the Christian sees Christ in everything. I was reading a passage by someone, and he said something so beautiful. He said, all food is dry to me, if not seasoned with this oil. It's insipid, unless it's sprinkled with this salt. If you write, I relish it not, unless I read the name of Jesus. He was like, I don't like to read anything, unless Jesus is in it. If you read or speak, I take no pleasure in it unless I hear the name of Jesus. Jesus is honey in the mouth, music to my ear, ecstasy to the heart. It is my medicine. The person said, are you sad? He said, let Jesus enter your heart and ascend your, upon your tongue. If we see our life, like if we live our life with Jesus, we will have joy, we will have comfort, we will have peace. That's why, like, and our Lord, He told us we should worship, we should worship, like a worship should be unceasing, because our life in prayer should be unceasing. This is our life of prayer. I want to close with one um, quote from a Catholic mystic. His name is Thomas Thomas Akempis, he wrote this in the 14th century. He said, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way in which you must follow, the truth, which, which, the truth with which you must believe, the life for which you must hope. I am the inviolable way, the infallible truth, the unending life. I am the way that is straight, the supreme truth, and life that is true, the blessed and uncreated life. If you abide in my way, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and you shall attain life everlasting. Christ came to give us life everlasting. I hope all of us, we think about Christ as the way, as the truth, and the life. And glory be to God forever. Amen.